Good morning. This is Geeky Stoics, and I'm Stephen Kent. This is a podcast about finding the wisdom that is buried within your favorite movies, television shows, and books. Wisdom that you can apply to your life. So here's where we begin. That we all may shrink when the call comes. As an enjoyer of the Lord of the Rings films, I have to say I have never much liked Frodo Baggins. He's the chief protagonist of the series, the ring bearer, the chosen one of sorts, and he can be pretty fussy. Frodo is always going on about the heaviness of the ring and complaining about the burden of his quest, creepily fondling the ring and then pledging to go alone all the way to Mordor even though a bunch of people want to help him. It can get a little bit annoying. You know, such is the case in the Lord of the Rings books as well. In our brand new Geeky Stoics book club, we are reading The Fellowship of the Ring together with members of the Geeky Stoics community. And in Tolkien's book, Frodo is more or less the same. If you Google search Frodo complaining, (laughs) you get some uh, hilarious results. Highly trafficked Reddit posts such as, So does anyone else think Frodo's a bitch in uh, defense of Frodo in support of hated characters? Why is Frodo so wimpy in the Lord of the Rings movies? Frodo hatred is actually a pretty common thing. Uh, Very few are impressed by the reluctant hero at the beginning of his journey, which is something that I often hear about iconic leads such as Luke Skywalker in Star Wars A New Hope. We don't like complainers. I certainly don't, especially when there is something vitally important that must be done. But that's easy to say until you are the ring bearer. Last weekend, I was in West Virginia helping some of our Boy Scouts and our troop on a ski trip at Timberline Mountain, and it was a perfect weekend. Nothing but fresh powder and tons more coming down in real time as we were getting started on the slopes. I hadn't been skiing in a few years, so I was really excited to be there and fly down these beautiful Narnia-like routes up in the mountains. To be on the trip, it cost me about $150-$200. Then I realized my gloves were not appropriate for the weather, or that my ski goggles had also gone missing, and that I needed a face mask to endure the snow and ice that was hitting my face on the slopes. So I ended up spending about another $220 that I really did not want to spend. It had been about two hours on the slopes, and then my phone started buzzing in my pocket. And I checked the adult leader text message thread, and sure enough, one of the boys got hurt. He had taken a spill on the slopes, and his knee was busted, which is an injury that I am quite familiar with. And so I got onto the ski lift with some of the other scouts and went up to the top to escort them. And as I was preparing to go down, the text message I feared arrived. Stephen, James, or Carla, we need one of you to be the second adult in the car to get Luke to the hospital. I winced. Uh, Immediately, the thought crossed my mind. I'll stand here a few minutes and see if James or Carla answers first then I don't have to do it. I did not want to do my job. Uh, There was a kid down at the bottom of the mountain in the medical unit with an injury that I've had twice in a lot of pain, and I hesitated. 
for a couple moments. With my eyes firmly rolled into the back of my head, I responded first, coming down the mountain now, be there in 10. And like that, I was done for the day. So much for the new gear that I had bought, so much for the cost to be there. All the way down the mountain, I was interpreting this situation as being about me and my misfortune. I wished this wasn't happening. I wished I had been skiing when the text message arrived and that I hadn't felt the buzz of the incoming crisis in my pocket. After arriving at the lodge, I returned my rental gear and trudged over to the medical unit. I'm pretty sure I wasn't showing my displeasure with the situation too visibly, but I know what was in my mind. Frustration and bitterness. It wasn't until the hour-long drive to the hospital uh, that my focus began to shift from my loss of a day skiing and to the task at hand that needed to be done, which was my sworn responsibility to get this kid some care and take care of him on this trip. I repeated to myself, I'm a volunteer leader, not a scout. I'm a volunteer leader, not a scout. Because this is what I actually signed up for when I joined a Boy Scout troop for a ski trip and as an assistant scoutmaster. I signed up for responsibility, burden, investment of time and resources on behalf of other people's children, just like leaders who had done the same for me 20 years ago when I was a Boy Scout. But still, I whined. Still, I didn't like the situation. Uh, I didn't embrace my duty with a joyful spirit. It wasn't until I returned home and joined the Geeky Stoics book club that Sunday for a conversation about the first six chapters of the Fellowship of the Ring that I realized what I had done. One of the other attendees on the call, on the video call that we had, was talking about Frodo Baggins' reputation for being a whiner, and they noted three or four different occasions of Frodo complaining uh, about the quest in a single chapter of the book. There's, uh, It's mostly uh, the darkness of the past or shadow of the past, that chapter where Frodo is just really trying to see if he can get out of this. Um, so we read a popular passage from the book and filmed together, and most people know this one. Uh, Frodo says, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. Gandalf says, so do all who live to see such times, but it is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. I was Frodo, and so are we all at one point or another. The Lord of the Rings is about an adventure that nobody wants to take. It's about a collection of hobbits who live incredibly comfortable lives in a paradise that then must carry a burden to save their home, and it's a task that no one from their home will thank them for in the end. At least I got thank you for doing the ski trip thing. While Frodo has friends in Sam, Mary, and Pippin who choose to come along and help him with that burden, the entire situation feels like one where it should have been someone else's problem. Like, why didn't Bilbo destroy this ring? Why didn't someone kill Gollum when they had the chance? Why can't a mighty wizard like Gandalf carry the ring instead? Why can't humans and people from the land of men do this? At least they're better fighters than a hobbit. 
you know, this is what I trained for. Um, all the years that I've been reading books on stoicism and having these thoughts rattle around in my brain are passages that I have loved, such as don't be heard complaining, not even to yourself, Marcus Aurelius. And then Seneca, who says, now all the things which cause complaint or dread are like the taxes of life, things of which you should never hope for exemption or to seek escape. He's basically saying like, life is about death and taxes. Stop complaining about it and just pay the taxes. Uh, I, I feel that every uh, February with tax season, and I certainly feel it uh, in situations like this. And when the time came, when there was a crisis, when there was a situation, these quotes did not magically fix me or flash before my eyes like a warning light that I was being childish up on the ski slopes. I mean, such is life. Another stoic by the name of Epictetus talks about living out philosophy like a boxer who trains in the ring daily, constantly getting the crap beaten out of them. But we say to ourselves, what should each of us say to every trial we face? This is what I've trained for. This is my discipline. This is the training, the reading, and the writing. And then come the trials, which happen in the real world. And they do not announce themselves like, hey, hey, Stephen, hey, Stephen, this problem is a chance for you to test the virtue and the philosophy that you've been reading and talking about. Hey, Stephen, pay attention. I didn't realize it until a week after the fact that the situation on the ski slopes was one of those tests. I did my duty, but I resented it the entire time and made that known in how I carried myself. I failed, but perhaps next time I'll do better. Thank you for listening to Geeky Stoics. I'm Stephen Kent, and you can find out more about what we do at geekystoics.com. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, this transmission of this story uh, on Stoicism, Lord of the Rings, uh, and the real world, then please leave a review. It really, really helps this podcast and any podcast that you enjoy uh, get noticed and discovered by more people. So throw on that five-star rating and uh, leave us a comment. Tell us what you're liking about the show. It does give us guidance on what to do more of or what to do less of. Uh, maybe you like music in the back. Maybe you don't. Uh, we don't know unless you tell us. So do leave a rating and, uh, and get in touch with us. You can go over to geekystoics.com. It's a free subscription and be in touch with myself and my collaborator, Riley Blanton. We look forward to meeting you. Until then, may the force be with you.